might have to remix the intro to say Super Bowl champions, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's got to be worked in there somehow, some way. JC, Chris, how are you guys feeling? It's, it's uh, got a little extra swagger this week knowing that, the, knowing that the old Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. I can imagine for JC, who is in attendance and has been a lifelong Bucks fan. Yes, congratulations. But yeah, congratulations, Thank you. My Thank you. You got to feel good. Got to feel good. Super, right? Bowl, Super Bowl home game. Got to go to the game. Can't really – it was amazing. It was amazing to be there and just watch the dominance of the Buccaneers against this Chiefs team that I was worried about for like two weeks. I had anxiety for like two weeks about how good the Chiefs were. And Bruce and the Bucks just came and shut them up. And, I mean, it, it was so relaxed. Even in the third quarter, I was like relaxed. We were like all just – you know, having beers and like, this is this thing just, you could just feel. And like Alice and my wife actually said it too. Like right when we got to our seats, like, and the fans filled up the stadium, like you could feel like the atmosphere just feel like felt like a Bucks win. Like you knew it was coming. And by the, by the way, our podcast, we started a Bucks podcast this year and we win the Super Bowl. So just saying, that. just yeah. saying, I think it's pretty good timing. Yeah, that's right. Chris. <laughs> the hype train, the hype train is off the rails for the old uh, podcast, but at one, the, the entirety of this season is a, is a, is a fairy tale, right? It, it is the, the, the fact that Tom Brady left New England in general, right, was borderline unbelievable. I think most, most NFL fans have had a tough time adjusting to seeing Tom Brady in another uniform in general. That was such a big part of this whole thing. Then not having the offseason, COVID, everything, all the restrictions, everything that made this such a tumultuous, crazy football season to all lead to this guy taking this team on the road all the way through the playoffs to then play in a home playoff game or a home Super Bowl for the very first time ever and in such a dominant fashion, it, it really is something that I, I've, I've talked to Jake Arians about it. He and I have sat down and we're like, I don't even think you could write this shit. Like, I don't think Hollywood could write a script of real life and what happened this year. It was, it was truly so dominant, JC. You can't, you can't make up the, the COVID situation either with no preseason and being Tom being on a new team, learning a new offense. I mean, and then they started gelling after the Chiefs game, that was their last loss of the season. Um, yeah. It's just amazing to see Tom Brady come to a new team and actually win a Super Bowl the first year. It's unbelievable. The guy is a god. He's the GOAT, and he's like – he's got something going. I mean, he's godlike. It's – there is – the thing is, there's always been – you know, there's always going to be the GOAT conversation. But we, we have to just kind of remove Tom Brady because he's just so far away from everybody else. Like, it's just – it's in – Un, it's an unattainable goal for anybody that's playing, even Patrick Mahomes, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, I am willing to bet my life that he is not going to play in 10 Super Bowls. I just, it is, it is impossible to believe that anybody in the current climate of the NFL is going to be able to recreate what happened and what has happened and is continuing to happen because Tom's not going anywhere. Like Tom could arguably win an eighth Super Bowl, playing an eleventh Super Bowl. I mean, this chapter 
is where everybody keeps talking about it and has talked about it for probably five years, right? Where it's Max Kellerman and all these people trying to like stop his career while it's still happening. And that's been his motivation. He has routinely come to the mic, come to a show, come to a podium and say, I'm still here, right? Like people are talking about him like he's gone. That continues to just fuel that fire that exists within him. And I think on top of that, you see the way too early rankings come out the day after, the day after this team just absolutely kicks the shit out of Kansas City Chiefs and they're ranked fourth. Uh, riddle That's me that one, JC. It, it's just, I, I look at that and I go, yeah, I don't need, apparently you guys just want to keep giving bulletin board material to, to Tom. Like, I, 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 I think that's what it is. I mean, I think they're used to getting disrespected because they were disrespected all year long with those rankings. ESPN, whoever's running that, we've talked about it on this podcast. It's a joke. I mean, but the confidence of Bruce and Jason Light, like going for two with this team, I mean, it gives Bucks fans so much confidence. And you got to think with Tom Brady still there, hopefully some of these big names like Shaq Barrett, uh, Levante David, Chris Godwin will take friendlier deals. Mike Evans has already come out to say that he will restructure his contract to get these players back. I mean, it's pretty, he is such a selfless guy. And my dad and I were talking, if you look at the box score, I, I don't have it up right now. And you see Mike Evans, one catch for whatever, however many yards, Chris Godwin, like two, one or two catches. Like you would have never believed that the Bucks won this game, but it was like clinical. They put a, Gronk had his best game of the entire year. I mean, yep. I'm still, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about the game again, because mm -hmm. it's so much fun to watch them having so much fun out there. And then the defensive line absolutely kicked the shit out of them. I hate hearing Kansas city making like all the, the, you know, excuses about the offensive line missing this and that, like the bucks have been winning with injuries all year long. You guys can't bring that into the conversation. No. And, and Chris, this would be a good opportunity for you to jump in here. Cause we've talked about this a lot. You can't, you can't go into this game. Okay. The bucks were three and a half point underdogs when the line initially opened. Okay, it ended at three. They were underdogs coming into this game. All predominantly, I'd say 75 to 80% of the analysts that I saw picking the game all chose Kansas City. And a lot of them in a, what I would call, they would kind of like laugh about it, right? They were like laughing about, oh my God, Kansas City's so good. I, you know, Patrick Mahomes is so great. I don't even think this is going to necessarily, like they were, almost, they were poking fun at the Buccaneers. You cannot say that, right? And then watch the game. And then after the game, you're, you're tuned shit. Well, well, the, the offensive line guys were out. And all, no, you knew all those things when you were picking the game and you did not bring them up. You, you picked the game knowing everything. There wasn't a last minute injury or something changed. You can't just, you can't have it both ways, right, Chris? And I know you and I talked about this a lot. So I want you to give that perspective because I think that's the probably the more, it's got to be frustrating for Bucks fans. It's definitely frustrating for me. I just watch it on social and I'm just like, you guys are idiots. Like it feels like it's all the national media that, that had this narrative kind of all the whole way through the Super Bowl. Listen, you, you, got, you both know me very well, and the listeners have heard me on this podcast pick against the Bucs in the past. I picked against them, you know, three weeks ago when they played Green Bay. I thought Green Bay was going to win that football game. 
there's, there's nothing wrong with coming out and saying that you think the Chiefs are going to win the football game. There's nothing wrong with coming out and saying that, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the difference maker and the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. There's nothing wrong with that. Chiefs are a very good football team. Other than that game on Sunday, they, have won, they had won like 26 or the last 27 games or some stupid number that's absolutely ridiculous. So it's not, it, it's not foolish to come out and say that. It is foolish to diminish the point that the three of us on this show made. I know Jamie Eisner, one of our friends, made this same point. A bunch of people I know made the same point that the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be the difference maker in this football game. We erred on the side of not trying to diminish that point. Some people over the course of the week said, no, it's not really that big of a deal. They'll be okay. Okay, that's the stance you want to have. That's the position you want to have. That's fine. That wasn't the position that we had. That wasn't the prediction that we made. And it ultimately bared out that way. But yeah, you're right, Paige. I mean, and the other part of this is you're seeing it now that nobody picked Tampa once they made it to the playoffs to win three straight road games and win a Super Bowl. Again, a unbelievable task that they had to do to win three straight road games to get to a Super Bowl and then win a Super Bowl against the Chiefs. It's an unbelievable run. I'm not saying that everybody should have picked them. But you can't watch that run happen and then look at Tom Brady, who won seven Super Bowls, and then go, yeah, but look at the roster that he had. Well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Let's back up here. <laughs> That's you my point. You didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl. So you clearly didn't think the roster was that good. You didn't think the roster was going to be the reason that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Also, like to act as if that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl similarly to the way that the Denver Bronco defense carried Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl. Come on. To try, no. to, to, try to tell mm. me that you can have that sentence, that this roster carried Brady to a Super Bowl, literally about five years. He, he was on the field on Sunday. Peyton Manning was on the field getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. So it was five years ago that we watched him get carried to a Super Bowl. That was being carried to a Super Bowl. No offense to Peyton Manning. Tom Brady, the first quarterback ever to throw three touchdowns and have an 80-plus completion percentage in a half of a Super Bowl ever. Stop. Please, please stop. I'm a Jets fan, okay? You, this argument is over. You lose this argument the longer you try to dig into this hole and try to take shots at Tom Brady. I learned a long time ago. I stopped doing it while he was still with the Patriots. I just stopped. Just, just, just end the discussion. You want to say that somebody's better? That's fine. But to diminish what Brady has done by saying, oh, he had a great roster. Oh, he had this, he had that. Please, please just, you're, he's going to win another one probably because that's how this works. And then you're going to look even more foolish. So just don't. Just sit back and just enjoy it, man. Just enjoy the ride. So I'm not going to lie. So we talked about how all the experts were picking the Chiefs. The one thing that made me really nervous before the game, I don't know why, was that there was this dolphin in, like, Fort Lauderdale that was, like, 6-0 and on yes. Super Bowls. And then he picked the Chiefs, and I was, like, shitting my pants. So nervous. I was like, the dolphin picked the, the Chiefs. I mean, it's, I was like, in, in, in my head, I'm like, the game's over. The game's the over. The most irrational shit. A dolphin. Yeah. Like, it is the most irrational Listen, shit. When your team's in the Super Bowl and you have a two-week roller coaster ride and the dolphin picks against your team, it, it's just part of the roller coaster was, ride, okay? I was you just freaking out it. about the dolphin. The dolphin oh, scared the crap man. out of me. The dolphin. I love the well, dolphin. Doesn't Jimmy Fallon do this on the Tonight Show where he has the dog and he puts the two bowls yes. with the food and they let the dog – I don't know if he did that this year because he doesn't have an audience or anything, but they, they used, to, he used to do that in years past. If, I, if, if my team was in the Super Bowl – I don't know what that's like. It's never happened for me. But if my team was in the Super Bowl – and 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 Jimmy Fallon like took a dog and and the dog ate from the other bowl. I I would cry for days. Like I would be like, oh, we, I mean, we've lost. It's over. They were they were hyping up this dolphin that it was like this six and zero dolphin. Like he's never missed. Like magical. And I was it was tough. Yeah, but hey, we got well, the win. Yeah, you got the win. And at the end of the day, I think the well uh, to Chris's point that he kind of ended on the the argument is not an argument. There's no argument. No, no, there, it can, no, no, no. It's, argument. It's, you just have to do it in good faith, and nobody's willing to do that. No, I'm not even. I'm not even willing. If you want to try and tell me that anybody playing in the current NFL is 
even in the, there's no conversation. Tom Brady, goat over rap city. No longer. I don't want to hear about it. Until, until Patrick Mahomes gets to four Super Bowls, like get to that first before you start having the conversation. Mahomes like, I don't want to hear game. about it. Page, yeah, he had to. Paige, he might not get to a third. His third, like he might not get a second Super Bowl victory. He's played in two, but he not might he might not get two rings. Like to me, it's he'll, just he'll like, get another. He's gonna get another. I will can I will continue. This is the point that I will just I will continue to drive. And you know what? If it blows up on my face, that's fine. I'm still waiting for Aaron Rodgers to play in his second. I'll wait for Russ to play in his third. Let me know. Let me know when Drew Brees is gonna play in another Super Bowl. I'll wait. Oh, Aaron Rodgers at the end of the year. Aaron Rodgers is probably gonna play in his second Super Bowl as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. Okay, here's the thing about this, okay? Here's the thing about this. I joked about this when, when Aaron started his whole, like, Jordan love and being all weird about it, and now I'm, like, fully dialed in. Now this is, this is the number – because these are the two quarterbacks that I, like, respect the hell out of, but when they were – when Tom was in New England, it was just like, man, it's so hard to like you, right? Like, I wanted to like him, but it was really hard to like him. And Aaron – he plays on an organization that I absolutely loathe. But Aaron, if Aaron was with BA, all of a sudden I would just be like, I can love every aspect of you, Aaron. I can love all the funny jokes and all your little quirks and all your little shit. Like, please come to Tampa. This is going to be the next scenario. You play, let Tom win one more. Let him ride off into the sunset after this year. Or maybe he wants to play one more year. And then Aaron can come down and they could do the whole shebang again. Because I'm all in for this, JC. By Aaron Rodgers would run, run the hell out of BA system. It would be unfair. I'm just telling you, it would be, I love Tom Brady, but if you had Aaron in BA system, it would be so dumb. <laughs> he just set offensive records throwing the football to insert random wide receivers that he has on his football team, other than Devontae Adams, okay? If he Sounds had, a lot like the Brady situation. Yes, it, of, of most of his career, for sure. So if all of a sudden it changed, I'm just saying, I'm all in for this. So Aaron, whenever you're ready, I think, you know, after Tom's, after Tom's had his reign, right? You got to let Tom have a little bit more time. Yeah, he's he's got to win three to... more Super Bowls so he gets the double digits. And, then, then you and, that's, and that's after, I think, Jason Light announced today that Blaine Gabbert might be the eventual starter after Brady. Come on, that's not going to happen. I, that was um, Jason I love might still you, be, Jason might still be drinking from, from <laughs> Jason might still have had a few cocktails in him when he said that I, I just assume that that's going to be the case for like probably the next two weeks uh, but Chris a, a piece of sound that I would love to hear because I, I think it transitions us oh we got a lot I, I think it transitions us very nicely to talking about kind of the free agent conversation is Bruce Arians looks at moving into moving into the next year. So I would yeah. love to hear that piece of sound. Can I just want real quick? I just want to give a disclaimer. Uh, I normally censor things on this podcast. This is a Super Bowl victory edition of the show. So we're not censoring anything, folks. So if you have your small children around, you don't want them here in the show, play, hit pause now, come back later, because I'm not censoring a damn thing on this episode today. I'm, this episode's going straight up when we're done, okay? Uh, there's no bleep. There's nothing, okay? So here you go. Here's B.A. I, I cannot I cannot take credit for any of this. All right, we have the best coaching staff in the NFL, and we damn sure got the best players in the NFL. All right, and anybody that says running back bullshit. 
All right, that was Kansas City's bullshit. We're going for two. All right, we're going for two, and we ain't stopping. All right, we're going to keep this band together, and they know how to win. All right. He is on, he has quintessential dad mode in him, right, where he ends, his, where he goes, all right, he, he and my dad do the same thing. He's giving us, all right, he's just making sure you know you, I'm going to say something and I'm going to say, all right, so that you know that you agree with me, even if you don't respond. That's doing how he all, wants you. That's how he wants you to be. Doing all of that while holding a Bud Light in his hand, by the way. I just want to make it clear mm -hmm. for the visual. For those of you who maybe haven't seen this clip, he's, he's doing this with a Bud Light in his hand. I was honestly surprised that he wasn't drinking Crown during the, the boat parade. Maybe he was trying to take it a little easy with the Bud Lights. I envision that there may or may not be a partnership with Bud Light that they probably needed to fulfill some photography for, but I would, there's, there's also this thing with Bruce. So when you, when you talk to him, he tells you I'm drinking or I'm drinking, drinking. Okay. So he was just drinking. He was on level one, which is mm. the Bud Light. Those are some other things when he's, when he's actually drinking, when he's drinking, drinking. Yeah, that's when the crown comes the crown, out. So you clearly you have everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole the whole shebang. When he's drinking, drinking, he's got he's got the real he's got the real stuff out. But I love the we're not gonna take Kansas City, right? Like we're not that's we're not interested in running back. We're gonna go for two. This is gonna be our thing, and that this team on multiple occasions, right? You've got different players, different people. And it started obviously with if with JC kind of mentioning Mike Evans as a as a superstar already coming out and saying, Yeah, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna restructure things so that we can make more room, so we can keep this team together. You heard that from multiple people, right? You heard that from multiple different players. I found that very interesting. Now they obviously have to do that, right? Um, but don't be surprised if Tom Brady moves some things around, right? That's I think what I was thinking as well. There, there's plenty. This is traditionally huh, what Tom does. Maybe that's why he has seven Super Bowls and nobody else has anywhere near as many. May, I don't know. Maybe we should look into this a little bit more. I, just a thought. There. I, this, is, this is Chris's shtick, so I'm going to let him have this moment because it feels good to watch a Jets fan defend Tom Brady. It, so you know what, Chris? Spot, here you go. Okay? Go ahead. Like defend it. it. But, why is he the GOAT? This is why he's the go this is why he's the goat. Everybody wants to point to the rosters that he had both in Tampa and New England. Do you want to know why he has those rosters or one of the main reasons why he has those rosters is because go look at Tom Brady's salary year after year. It's nowhere near the top of of, of that year's quarterback list. Never is. He's constantly restructuring deal. He's constantly taking pay cuts. And before you all come at me in my Twitter mentions cuz I can see it. I can see you just everybody typing out their tweets right now. Go get your money. If the Kansas City Chiefs want to put out a big mega contract for Patrick Mahomes and he wants to sign that contract, fine. But the opportunity cost that comes with that is you don't get to put rosters together like Tom Brady has over the years in New England and now in Tampa. So that's fine. But the opportunity cost of being the GOAT is signing that mega contract. Again, Patrick Mahomes is, got a cap hit of like $60 million in like four years. That's fine. You want to make all, make all the money in the world, Patrick. More power to you. I, I, I think players should get as much. If a team's going to sign you, take the money. But if we want to have this GOAT conversation, we need to understand that Tom Brady made a lot of sacrifices financially to be able to say, I have seven championship rings, and I think people forget that. It's an important part of this conversation because the salary cap is real, okay? I know, like, everybody likes to joke about the salary cap being fake. It's real, okay? And part of the equation is understanding that there are a lot of manipulations, okay? There's a lot of ways to manipulate the cap. There's a lot of ways to push money off. There's a lot of ways for, for different things to happen. But as, as it pertains to that GOAT conversation, when you want to enter that 
category with Tom. That is why to me, it's not, it's a non-conversation because nobody is going to do what Tom has done. It's just not going to happen. Patrick Mahomes has already signed a big deal. Deshaun Watson already signed a big deal. Aaron Rodgers already signed a big deal. Russell Wilson, all these other guys, they already signed big deals. You want to know why your roster can't be as good as Tom's? That's it. That it isn't that hard. I'm not telling you not to make your money. I'm just telling you when you're comparing yourself to Tom, you can't because he's taking $15 million less than you are. That's it. It's not, you know how many players you can sign for $7 million for $10 million for $15 million. That's a huge difference. Also, when you build up the cachet that Tom Brady has, guess what? You can go sign a Leonard Fournette because Leonard Fournette's going to take less money. You want to know why? Because he wants to win. There's a lot of players that are like that. So Chris, what I'd like for you to do, and I want JC to react to it first is kind of read off some of the free agents that the Buccaneers have, and I'd oh, like for us page, to, page. I'd I like for more, us to I prioritize. Sound, I, I got more sound. Wait, yeah, let's 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 play oh, my yeah, favorite Bucks soundbite sound. of the entire parade. Okay, okay. Resources to keep all you guys together, and to keep you next year, and we're gonna fucking win this thing again. All right. What a I, what a legend, Jason Light. Now, now yeah. listen. Well, I just want um, for comparison's sake. I mean, we 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 had Jason Light. Or this is what we could have had. We could have had this. No days off. No days off. Who wants that? Who wants no? Who no? I want this. Resources to keep all you guys together, and to keep you next year, and we're gonna fucking win this thing again. All right. That, that's what I want. I'm so glad. I totally forgot about goddamn Bill and his no days off. No, no, crap. you want it again? Here you go, bitch. <laughs> And that's exactly why Rob Gronkowski <laughs> left that team because he needs some days off the party. Uh, that is why I like totally understanding of people. Like the, the best part of that whole equation is that Bill Belichick is desperately trying to get a crowd of very drunk people who all took a day off who chant no days off. It worked. Okay? It worked. It, they but they it were took chanting them like, no days off. It took them a little bit, a but he won them they're over. All, they're all sitting there going, no This days is my off. day off. Wait a minute, Bill. This is my day off. Wait, I took off wait Bill. Uh, took a day off to come down here. Uh, yes, I do, in fact, think the partying and the, the better parade, which is, yes, we wanted to talk about this before we get into the free agency discussion. There was an epic, okay? First of all, I saw a lot of haters on social media, okay? A lot of haters making fun of the boat parade, okay? First and foremost, they, yes, whatever. On a boat, clearly. That's why I tweeted. I was like, if you think that a boat parade is lame, you very clearly have never been on a boat, okay? Boat drunk, greater sign, every other kind of drunk, okay? Different kind. Sunshine, being out on the water, being on a boat, better, greater sign, everything else. Okay. On top of that, in the fact that you saw LeBron James, LeBron James had envy. Okay. We're talking about LeBron. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He has more money than any, he can do whatever he wants. He was envious of the boat parade because everybody wanted to be a part of it. I was watching it just going, Oh my God. I had never had so much FOMO in my entire life than over watching that parade. It looked like so much fun. JC favorite moment from the parade you have to have, there are multiple um, unbelievable moments, right? But what was your favorite moment from the parade? My, 
my favorite moments, obviously the Lombardi toss. Cause that's, uh, I mean that the, the balls the, the, of Tom, I'm sorry for saying that, but like for him to toss that thing yeah. and that thing could have sunk. So who, who's going to jump in and save the Lombardi? That was unbelievable. But my favorite moment was Jason light saying that because Jason light, I've, I've become very fond of his, you know, just decision-making and being best GM. He needs, he needs to win executive of the year. I think my favorite moment was the, the little speech he had. Yeah. He had a great, he had his great speech. Um, but the Lombardi trophy toss was so funny, right? One, because the, there's so many different angles, right? That it's caught from, it's caught from behind, from Tom's perspective, then from the guys on the Gronk's boat's perspective, from Cameron Braid, from all everybody. But if you look at the Tom, if you're looking at Tom, you, one, if you watch the video, you hear his little daughter screaming, no, dad, like she's yeah. yelling at him, no, dad, don't do that. And then her face, when Tom's tossing it and he looks like a little boy watching something fly in the air, right? Like it's he so- He really did look like a little kid. A little kid, I looked at him and I started laughing because I know if you have a little brother, okay, as a, I had, grew up with a little brother, you've seen that shit eating grin. You know exactly what it is when your little brother is just doing something he's really not supposed to do, but he's like, I'm going to get away with it. Like I've seen this face on my brother, Jared, so many times. And I just like saw that face and it was so funny to see. And then on the flip side, you see his daughter and her face and she looks terrified she is yep. so upset by what is going on she it was, knew that was a no-no she knew that she was not that that daddy um was acting a little different and it leads into my favorite part of this listen there are things tom has a lot of parts of him that make him not relatable right married to a supermodel he's had he's won seven super bowls he's sponsored by aston martin he's pretty much the coolest mf around the planet okay like there really isn't anybody as cool as him so it's hard to be relatable right when you're that cool when you're that wealthy when you're that anything but there is one thing that can happen to all people and it doesn't matter how wealthy you are right and that's he's acting a little funny right so you all one the reaction after he tosses and he turns around and he has this face you're like yeah tom's had a few drinks tom's having some fun then he gets off, right? And he has a bodyguard that is holding him up as he's walking. And Wasn't that has... just Ryan Griffin, the backup quarterback? Is that who it was? Yeah, it was Ryan Griffin. Oh, my God. That's even better. That is even yeah. better. That He's just like, I got you, pal. Like, holding you. After you had a few drinks, you left the bar and you got a good buddy that's just like, I make sure my, my pal gets home and doesn't make any bad decisions. Meanwhile, Tom's face is just like, He's just like, just that shitty grin I'm talking about. He just looked like, man, I'm having so much fun. And then whether it was him or not, I'm not interested. But the avocado tequila tweet that came later yeah. on just yeah. really set this over the top. And I was like, listen, if, even if it's not Tom, Tom and his social team also goat. Like they're always prepared. They got the most epic highlight reels. It's unbelievable watching what they put together week in and week they, out. They put out the the W video moments after the Lombardi toss, and they had it in there. Right, they cut it into the end of that video. I was like, I was like, they are so good at what they do. Yeah, they. I'm envisioning they have a lot of drafts. 
they have a lot of things that are saved in the drafts very early on and they prepare themselves accordingly and then they cut video and they get they're they are really really good at their job chris favorite moment from the parade that we have not talked about yet because i know listen it's hard it's hard to beat the tom stuff right tom was just like tom 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 Relate, being the most relatable he's ever been in his career, looking like most of us probably do on a Friday night walking out of a bar when we were still able to do that, is the most relatable he's ever been. Like, it, it, is, it, was, it was so – it was joyous. I had a smile on my face when I saw the video because I was like, oh, Tom, Tom is just a normal guy in that moment. He's yes. just being a normal guy. And it's so weird to see because we think of Tom Brady as this psycho lunatic that kicks his family out of his house for two weeks so that he can get ready for the Super Bowl. And no, just here, here he is hanging out on a boat. That part's not relatable, but the, the, the being drunk and, and, and looking like, you know, some of us might on a Friday night uh, was, was pretty fun. Didn't, didn't Leonard Fournette tweet something like, thank God it wasn't JPP catching the trophy with seven fingers. Yes. Um, Everybody was, everybody was having a blast. Everybody was having a good time tweeting at each other. Uh, Gatorade was dumped on uh, Bruce from, from Vita Vea. Everybody was having a blast. First and foremost, there are two other things here, right? So the, everyone was at playoff. Lenny was in rare form. Okay. He had two tweets about JPP and the fingers that were, I, I read and visibly was, I was laughing so hard. I was like, my stomach hurt. Okay. Because I was like, holy shit. How drunk is Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette doesn't even drink. Oh, that makes it even better. He was just, he was just goofing around with, I was laughing my ass off. That was so funny. And two, whoever, Whoever got Vitavea that jacket that he was wearing, okay, it is a creamsicle Buccaneers old school jacket, of which I'm quite certain was probably made special edition because who makes clothing for people as right. large as Vitavea? I've never needed something in my life so bad. I saw that jacket and I was like, sweet Jesus, that is the most beautiful jacket I have ever seen in my entire life. It is so good looking. And I, I could not, Carmen, friend of the show, friend of all of us, she sent it to me and she goes, I don't know where he got this from. She goes, I, I, I'm assuming he had it made, but we need it. And I was like, no, this, I, I don't know where it came from. Any Buccaneers fans, if you know where he got it, please send me the link because I absolutely need that. And I might have to have one specialty made because good God, it's a beautiful jacket. Uh, but we will end the show. We got to end the show here with the free agent conversation. So Chris, yes. read, re- read us off the list of free agents and let's, uh, me and JC can react to prioritization, right? Yes. Prioritizing the free agents that the Buccaneers should sign. So let's, let's go that so that we can have the JJ Watt conversation, right? Because that's, I know Jay, that a lot of, a lot of people want to figure out whether or not that can happen. Well, the only way that happens is if you move a, you know, a piece off the roster. So we got to talk about that and how it could all come together. So I'll give you the parameters for this so you can think about this one when you're making these decisions. Uh, Spotrack has the salary cap at $185 million. Uh, that's their number. It could be anywhere from 180 to 185 We're not really sure. So under that number and then the rollover cap that the Bucks have, they have around $30 million in cap space, just a little bit north. So $30 million is your number. I'm going to read these free agents from overthecap.com sorted by snap percentage. So how much that they were used. So I'm not going to get to every free agent. I'm just going to go through some of the notable ones that got a a large percentage of the snap share. We'll start with the guy that had 99.3% of snaps uh, this past season. Levante David tops the list. Yeah. Um, I think we know where I stand on this. I'll let JC take this one, but uh, high priority, definitely. Levante is definitely a high priority. He's 
played so well for so long for the Bucks. Um, I don't think that rumor that came out where he's asking, well, he wants to be the highest paid linebacker. That's not true. I think you got to get Levante back for another run at the Super Bowl. He is what 30, 32 now, 31. Um, 31. I think he'll be 32 by the time the season starts. Yep. Very high priority for the Bucks. He's a captain of that defense. But he cannot be paid twenty million dollars. No, he can't. No. I, yeah. I love you. I love you, LVD. And I, if you want to go get your money, I totally understand. But uh, I don't. I do not think that rumor came from anywhere. And knowing Levante, he's not. He wouldn't put anything like that out, especially during that time frame. Um, and I just don't think. I think he wants to win more than anything. I will say. I will say this. Out of the free agents, you know, Shaq Barrett has said he wants to come back. Um, Chris Godwin has make, made it known that he wants to stay in Tampa. The only one I haven't heard is Levante. Levante has not made a comment about it. That is true. That is true. I have not seen that come out. And that, listen, as I said, I'm always going to be pro players getting their money because it's you got a finite amount of time to play. But I also know that, you know, I, I think it would be a real – it would be a real disappointment for him to leave the place he's been for, you know, the entirety of his career. So I I'm hopeful that they can get that done, but I also know Jason light needs to be smart. Uh, and the number that was floated around, it's, it just doesn't seem very plausible. It was 18, 18 million. Yeah. yeah. Shaq Barrett second up on the list, 77.3% of the snaps. You were just mentioning JC. So Shaq Barrett next up. I think Shaq Barrett really, I was hard on Shaq Barrett during the season because he had a slow start to the year, but he, his numbers on PFF uh, as far as pressure are insane. And he came up huge in the playoffs. I need check Barrett back. Uh, I think he's, he's a young guy, so he can be here for a long-term extension. I'd want him back high priority for me. Yeah. I would also say that's a pretty high priority. Um, I think he, with, when you look at the total body of work, right. Probably not going to get paid as much money had he been coming off of the year he had prior um just in totality uh he's obviously also mentioned now that he wants to stay in tampa i think you're gonna have this window of time here where tom is playing that you probably get an opportunity to get some of these guys at a you know at a cheaper discount so i think the pretty high priority as well i know not everybody can be a high priority but some of these guys that are you know just key members of the defense it's going to be tough to try and, you know, replicate those in the draft. And I just looked it up. So Shaq Barrett had eight sacks this year compared to, I believe he had, was it 18.5 or 19.5 the year before? Yeah, significantly more. Yeah, significantly more. So he led the league in sacks the year prior. Um, right. So Chris, who's will, next on the list? I will let you know Shaq Barrett ranks 14th on Pro Football Focus's top 100 free agents. Levante David ranks eighth. So we're talking about two guys that – at least at, the, at one place, Pro Football Focus believes they're going to be top-tier free agents. Yeah. We continue by discussing uh, Rob Gronkowski. He finds himself 57th on the PFF list. Rob Gronkowski. I think with Gronk, he's going to come back, uh, hopefully on a cheaper contract. What He made 10.5 this year. Um, yeah. He's, he's going to want to come back for – I know he'll be back, and they'll get it done. The thing about the Bucks is they have Mike Greenberg that works with Jason Light, who's like a contract – magician he has all these contracts that he's built that have different clauses in them to make more room for players so i'm not too worried no and i think grong's make it made it pretty clear in the past and as of right now he's not interested in playing football with anybody other than tom brady so i i think that 
that puts the negotiating power in the team's hands because they know he doesn't, he's not interested in going anywhere else. Right. And I think obviously uh, Gronk's Gronk's made a lot of money on and off the field. will continue to make a lot of money off the field uh, for, for the rest of time, I think, because he's always going to have people that are interested in him. So I think it's a, you know, as far as football wise, probably not as high a priority as the two guys we just talked about, just from what the impact is going to be. But I think when you factor in the fact that he's not going to cost as much, it, it stays at that level. And Tom wants him around, right? I, I, don't, I don't anticipate that this is, uh, you're going to see, you know, Gronk go anywhere else this offseason. Next up on the list, Adamakin Sue. Uh, he 99th on the PFF list. He made, looking at it very quick last year, it looks like it's $8 million based on this, 73.9% of the snaps last year. So let me pose it this way to you, yeah. JC. I, I want you to think about this. If you could have one or the other, JJ Watt or Adamakin Sue, right? I don't know what the contract's going to come in for. I don't know what they're going to look like, but if you could have one or the other, not knowing the numbers, which would you choose? I mean, that's such a tough question. Um, for me, J.J. Watt is so injury prone, and, and Dominican Sue has been a plug-and-play monster in Todd Bowles' defense playing next to Vita Vea. I think you pass on J.J. Watt and you stick with Sue. I think that's that's why I wanted to bring that up, and I think I'm – I'm, I didn't, I didn't lead JC into the question. I wanted him to think about it on his own without me even saying anything. And I think that's why I'm in total agreement because for Bucks fans, you got to think about this. If you're going to bring Sue back and he's going to be on a cheaper deal than JJ, JJ is going to cost more money than Sue is. You're talking about more reliability already knows the defense already plays a factor. And you're arguably going to get when you factor out JJ, probably missing a few games if not the same amount of production, maybe more because of what JJ sits out. So I know it's exciting to think about the Bucks and go, let's add more superstars, right? I get it. It's JJ Watt, right? And he, he's made it pretty clear he wants to win. Well, you know, that might be a good place. Do you want to come on a discounted deal? How bad do you want to win, JJ? Right? I think that conversation starts to enter because if you're willing to take a significant pay cut, now all of a sudden it makes that conversation more interesting. So I think on even playing fields, I, I'm with JC. You, you, you take Sue. If JJ's really interested in taking a pay cut, I might be more interested in, in JJ Watt. It just kind of depends on what the numbers shake out to be. Next up on the list, the guy that is number two on the pro football focus ranking of free agents for this offseason, wide receiver Chris Godwin. Mm. Paige, I'll let you go first because I might say something controversial. I would be uh, – I'm going to definitely say something controversial. I would be okay moving on from, from Chris Godwin. Uh, I think you – to the point that JC made earlier when you're looking at the box score, right, and you're looking at who played a, a part during that Super Bowl, I'm not saying Chris Godwin is a very talented wide receiver. I just – when they have the current pieces that they have, I don't think he's necessary when you line it up priority wise. And I think when you know how much money he's probably going to garner other places, if he wants the most money, it's not going to be in Tampa. It's just, it's not going to be. Um, I'd so, love to see him stay there, but I just, I don't, I don't think it's a priority in my opinion. I love Chris Godwin. I love what he brings. He's such a good slot receiver and he's just such a good player overall, but as I look at the wide receiver position over the last couple of years, 
it, you can find guys in the draft that can plug in and play well. I mean, you saw Tyler Johnson, who was a seventh or sixth round, fifth round pick fifth for the Bucks, guys, yeah. and and he's got so much talent, and he reminds people of Chris Godwin. And then you look at the draft where I don't think the Bucks have ever been in a position where they're, they're they don't have a need right now in the draft, so they can be sitting at thirty two. And if they find a wide receiver replacement there, or if it's a running back, I mean, they have so much flexibility. I just, I like bringing back Levante and Shaq Barrett more than I like bringing Chris Godwin back just because I think he is, he can be replaced. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I caution people with the wide receiver stuff because you look at Julio Jones and how much money the Falcons paid him over the last few years and the amount of games he's missed. And how, you know, not, not that Chris Godwin's going to miss games, but Chris Godwin had injuries throughout this year, right? Forced him out of, of some of that time. Michael Thomas, right? One of the highest paid receivers, not able to be. I think when you're looking at this, the skill positions coming out of the draft, right? Wide receivers and running back. There's so many talented guys coming out every single year that it's really hard to justify paying the dollar amount that a team like the Buccaneers, who already has a Mike Evans, who they're going to sign probably Antonio Brown and keep him on a, and he's going to stay at a cheaper deal, who's got multiple tight ends that are already, who's got, they just, they have so many options, right? And, and, and you brought up Tyler Johnson. When you got a guy like that who can maybe be 75% of Chris Godwin, but cost you, you know, Next a tenth of the price. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, you just got to, you got to risk reward it. And for me, it's, it's, I hope they keep him, but it, it, I think it's pretty unrealistic to think that they're going to keep everybody. I will say the AB comment you made is kind of huge because Antonio Brown's one of the best wide receivers in football when he's playing well, and he's, he can come back for cheap. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere, to be clear. I, I think he – I cannot imagine – he has spoken about Tom Brady, and I think he's gotten to a point maturity-wise where he realizes he needs somebody like a Tom to keep things on track. And I hope for him that that continues because I don't think you'll get the same version of Antonio Brown if he goes anywhere else. And I think he knows that. Uh, and I think he's, you know, that's the part of Tom Brady that matters for, for the GOAT conversation and for other conversations, just the leadership that he brings, the, the, the level of dedication that he brings to his craft. And AB is a, is a, is a dedicated dude. Nobody can take that away. That is a guy that practices really really hard he's a guy that brings it and man I would be excited to see what he would bring next year having an entire off season to prepare to get into football shape because man he stutter stepped my boy Tyron Matthew in the end zone Ooh. so bad I mean that was, that was a, dirty it wasn't was even the right a, route I guess he just he did his own thing oh man his footwork is so fun to watch it is so it's putting on a clinic and he's a guy that can come in and replace Godwin in that slot role uh, because he's so versatile. I mean, he, and that's what they talked about. Bruce talked about when they brought him in is that he can play any of those positions at, at wide receiver. And he's got really good chemistry with Tom, which matters. I, I just, I, I, as I said, I like Chris Godwin. He's a hell of a ball player. He's been, uh, a, you know, in years past, uh, Jamie Eisner, who it, obviously he and I host a podcast together. He's Chris Godwin fan club, like two years ago before he was even really on fantasy radars. He's, he's an unbelievable. He seems like a really good dude, but I just think he's going to have an opportunity to get paid significantly more and he's probably not going to pass it up. And that's, that doesn't make him, you know, a bad guy. In fact, it makes him a smart businessman.
because uh, you only got a finite amount of time. So uh, I just don't think that's going to be a priority for the Bucks. You guys kind of ruined my thunder. Antonio Brown was on my list. We were going to get to him in a little bit, but all right, that's fine. I got one more yeah. thing for you guys. I really appreciate that. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't rule out uh, the transition or franchise tag being used for Chris Godwin, by the way. I just want to add that to the conversation. I, I that think, is a good point. I think if, if point, the Chris. team is going to use the franchise tag or transition tag on any player, Chris Godwin feels like the most likely candidate. So you talked about Antonio Brown. We'll skip him. Last of the big names, there are other names on this list that we should discuss, but just of, of the big names that I think everybody are going to pay attention to, especially after the postseason that this guy had, Leonard Fournette. So with Fournette, I think you let the guy walk because I think there's an opportunity to draft a very good running back in this draft, whether that's a Najee Harris, if he's available at 32 or a Javon Williams type running back. Um, and then there's also going to be, there's going to be plenty of running backs that want to come play for cheap for a ring. And I think Fournette with his playoff run, I think he's made himself some money. Um, I think he's probably shown some teams that there's going to be teams that are going to be interested in him. So for me, I think you pass on Fournette. And you draft a guy and maybe sign a vet. Um, but I, if there's a chance that they could get Najee Harris on this team, it would be game over. That guy, that guy can catch the ball. Um, he's explosive. It would be so much fun to watch. So, one, if the Bucks get Najee Harris. Uh, he thinks Najee Harris is making it to 32, huh? It, listen. Well, okay, well, last year. The, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Come my on team, now. My that team picks 23, and I'd like my team to draft a running back. So, ha. Huh. That's nice that you want your team to do smart ah. things. Does your team ever do smart things? We hired a good coach, okay? Give us we, – we're starting to uh, – TBD. TBD on the good coach thing. You, you got a lot to prove before right. we start Hold throwing on. around Hold good on. coach Hold before on. he's ever coached an NFL team. I use, a, I use a flowchart flow when, when discussing this. Is the current coach's name Adam Gase? Okay. And then, and then well, no, listen, if that's your and then, threshold. And then the, box, the box says your team made a good decision. I'm like, wow, look at that. I use that flowchart every time this comes up. And every time it comes to the box that says your team made a good decision. So. And by the way, this is Jason Light we're talking about. Like, if that's their guy, he'll go get him. I mean, that's break it to you. Here's the, here's the thing. Uh, one, if they get Najee Harris, uh, just get ready for some obnoxious level stupidity from me on social media. I will be so I will be so hyped because that would be uh, just in that offense. Good, good lord. Um, yeah, it's almost almost a little scary to think about. The thing with London Fournette is I I'm in agreement with JC. I think you don't I don't prioritize it, but I also know that the attitude and kind of the way he's kind of changed his tune. Um, it's a different Leonard Fournette now, right? He's like talking about, I'll be the guy on the sideline. I'll be the guy who's holding the clip. Like he, he's willing to do anything. And if that attitude goes over to the, I'm willing to take less money to stick around. Okay. Let's see what that conversation is. I don't think that's going to happen. I think once the championship fun wears off and his agent starts getting in his ear about him taking this and using this as an opportunity to go get paid, um, but let's see what the market looks like. I mean, I think they're going to, they're going to at least try to see what it could, could it be, you know, keeping him around. I just, I think he's going to be able to get himself a nice fat contract. And I think the Bucks are going to probably find somebody in the draft that is able to fulfill the needs that, that they need slash a free agent. Like JC mentioned a, a, a bunch of different guys that are going to want to come play with Tom Brady. I think a bunch. he's, he tied with Larry Fitzgerald for having four straight games with touchdowns, I believe in the playoffs, yeah. um, which is, which is, amazing um but for me like he i can't believe he breaks these runs and it's credit to the offensive line because he looks so slow i i, I, I like Fournette looks so slow compared to when rojo's in rojo's like exploding through the holes and 
Leonard Fournette somehow had so much success with these spin moves and whatnot and just made it happen. But to me, I just think he's not, he's not an explosive guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's a strong guy. He's a power back, but you know, it takes him a while to get going through those holes. And it's just unbelievable that he, he put together that playoff resume and he becomes Lombardi Lenny. Yeah. A Lombardi Lenny all timer. Uh, really a lot of it is just his, his motor, right? He takes a little bit longer to get going. But it's that hesitation kind of allows for him to kind of hit later gaps. Um, and, and it puts him in a position why the why they were excited about having him because that one two with him and Rojo, they're very different guys, right? So it, it it helped them a lot. He also got better as the season went along in certain things and then reacted very good to the way, you know, the coaching staff basically benched him and then he came back and was really, really good. He's just Total attitude change, right? The big thing with Leonard Fournette in the past had always been, you knew he was a talented guy, a super talented guy, but the attitude totally changed this year. And so we'll see what that looks like, you know, when we get to, when we get to times for, for Jason Light to start negotiating these deals. But to a point that was made earlier, a lot of this on top of being Jason is, is, is Mike obviously behind the scenes doing the salary cap stuff because that is such a big part of this. And it's such a, it's such a under talked about part because people just don't understand the cap is more complex. There's a lot of intricacies about it. So it doesn't really get covered a lot, but these guys behind the scenes, when you have a really good one, you have a really good capologist makes a lot of difference. Well, you saw what they did earlier this year, Mike Evans, uh, he had a clause in his contract where it just paid him cash and it opened up a spot for Leonard Fournette. Yep. And Chris, you said it was $30 million as of right now, but that's before restructuring and moving anything around with Mike and with Tom. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking at, and it's different numbers in different places you go. Spotrack uses 185 and says they have, they have $30 million. If you go to um, over the cap.com and you look at their number with the number of a hundred and uh, of 180 and a half, they're closer to around, you know, 15, 16 million dollars in cap space. It just depends on where you look, what rosters are currently being counted on the cap for, for the team. It's just it it just depends on where you go. But but yes, this is before they restructure anybody's contract, before they do any of that stuff that can create an additional money. Yeah, I think they're going to be able to restructure quite a quite a quite a big deal. I think they'll be able to open themselves up for 15 maybe more on the, on that total number and, and, and that'll make a huge difference there's guys like cam brayton and, and oj howard who have contracts mm-hmm. that could be i don't know creative. i think they're yeah they're gonna they're the reality is they're going to get creative with all these guys and and tom will have conversations like he used to in new england with guys saying listen you want to you want to win again you want to go back again you're going to have to do this, this, and this. And it's different to what Chris was bringing up earlier, why it's so crucial, is when you're, when you're leader, when your quarterback is willing to take less, it sets the precedence around everybody else to go, you know what, if he's willing to do it, then I can do it. Because if Tom didn't do it, nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else, not one other person. Because how could they possibly in good faith go, well, why isn't he doing it? He wants to win so bad, it's got to be on him. And that's why it makes such a big difference because it's not just him. It's the, okay, this is the tone I want to set and then everybody else. And it's why Mike Evans has always been, he's just such an incredible superstar. He's just like such a non-ego, 
just like the, the ultimate. I'm so happy for him to win another one. And I hope that they play and win another Super Bowl so he can have an all-time Super Bowl performance. Because uh, I know it wasn't, uh, yeah, obviously it wasn't all about him. And I'm sure, as I said, he, it doesn't, you know, he doesn't care because he got the Super Bowl ring, but I still would love to have him have an all-time performance in a Super Bowl in the future, for sure. I mean, he had, he caused three flags for like however many yards. That matters. I mean, he, he had a vital role in that game without for sure. you even knowing it. Yep. Without it even being uh, the Gronkowski performance, which obviously was uh, more so the, the performance that stood out and, what happened Gronk like eh, I blocked all season long so I could get to this point and I could yeah. I could play I could play a role and score two touchdowns so reach the end of the podcast here we'll be obviously diving into a lot more of the other free agents as the offseason goes along but those are kind of the key free agents that we uh, obviously adjusted on and, and talked about and there'll be plenty more of this discussion obviously when the cap number comes out when these restructurings start to happen we'll have a, a you know a much better idea of what this team is going to look like but Obviously, for Bucks fans, you got to be feeling pretty good as the Super Bowl champs going into next year with Tom Brady and an entire offseason to prepare. Starts to get a little scary if you think that team could actually potentially get better. JC, final thoughts on the podcast today? Final thoughts are we're Super Bowl champions. Cherish it. Have fun with it. And stick around with this pod because we'll be talking all the offseason like rumors and we'll be doing mock drafts, talking draft talk. It's going to be yep. fun. Yeah, it's going to be a great offseason. I think there's there's a lot to look forward to and I know obviously you're in a different position, Buccaneers fan. You're in you're in the position that everybody should want to be in, right? If you're a Jacksonville fan, this is what you are aspiring to be. You are aspiring to go from obsessing over the first overall pick to being in a position where you can sit back and go, eh, I just want a Super Bowl and my team's really good and I don't need a whole lot on the team. That is what every NFL fan base should be aspiring to. It's what Cleveland aspired to for two decades, right? To get to a point where they were finally not obsessing over being in the top three, right? That's, that is what you want to be in. Yeah, I have, I have another final thought. Don't ever forget that the draft net, net, network, the draft network would never have existed if the Bucks didn't suck because I became so uber obsessed with the draft. So just keep that in mind out there. Oh, it's so good. That's, listen, there, every year there's going to be a Buccaneers fan base and there's going to be a lot of them because a lot of teams are, look at, look at Chris waving his hands. It's the Jets perfect example of a team that is in the position of obsessing over what is going to happen this year, right? Then they have a lot more to obsess about because they don't know what they're going to do it to. We already know what one is. We already know Trevor Locke. Listen, we watched his pro day today. I saw his flowing locks. I was already upset. I was triggered by it. I was like, I don't understand how this dude works out with his hair down and his hair looks that damn good. It's very annoying. It's extremely obnoxious that he is able to do that. But listen, you're as Chris Chris will be obsessing over what the Jets are going to do, along with a lot of, uh, of the rest of you, including me, who's got sitting at the 20th overall pick going. Nah, that yeah. pick's going to Philly, Paige. Just get it, get, wrap it up in a box nope. now. Wrap no way. No yeah. way, Dude, sir. No way. Kurt, the, entire, the entire city of Howie Philadelphia Roseman, is going on the enemy Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, list. and just send yep, it off. Uh, no, the entire, the entire city of Philadelphia is going to be on the enemy as of the pod list if that happens. So, Chris, you got any final thoughts over there other than you want to try and troll me about Carson Wentz? I, I, I do, actually. I, I get to spend my offseason, while Bucks fans are celebrating their wonderful offseason, I get to spend my offseason reading tweets from reporters about Zach Wilson not being a captain at BYU. Uh, 
Oh Christ! And then, and then, literally later on that day, somebody finding a picture of Zach Wilson playing in a BYU game with a C on his jersey. So that is what I get to look forward to on a daily basis on Twitter as wow. a Jets fan. So enjoy, enjoy the off-season boat parade that you are going to have, Bucks fans, because for some of us, for some of our, you know other fan bases, it's rough. Yeah, most of fan bases uh, do not get to watch photos and videos of the boat parade. Most of the rest of us are just watching with envy, watching and, and dreaming and thinking of what could be, including New England. Ah, it feels, feels good to say that out loud. Shout out New how, England. I wonder who Bill watched the game with or if he even watched it. Oh, got to know. He definitely watched. He is a crazy ex-boyfriend for sure. Yeah. He's definitely watching Tom with a, with a, with a scary look in his eye. There, that is for certain. All right. If you want to follow us, be sure to follow Chris at Shoe Radio. Be sure to follow JC at Cornell NFL. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I. Please leave us a rating on iTunes or Spotify by clicking the like button. And we will be back with a lot more free agency talk over the next couple of months.